0: Hi, I'm Malak Fuad. Thank you for listening to what I did next. In case you missed my conversation with fitness entrepreneur Amina Naguib this week, here's a quick clip from our conversation. You can listen to the full episode in your podcast app and we'll also have bonus content coming out next week for members. My show is very much about pivot points in life and, and you've had some clear ones. You've had, you know, you started out doing physio, then you moved into exercise, burn, the launch of burn is a is a pivot. Um, the expansion. I mean, all of your your business side is is, you've had lots of pivots. Um, In 2020, you had a major pivot, um, a very difficult pivot, um, which I was involved in. um, And um, it completely changed your outlook on absolutely everything. Uh, It changed how you wanted to live. It changed what you prioritized. Uh, it changed who you wanted to be around. Um, I want you to walk me through that um, as much as you can. Ah, okay. If you're if um, you're if you're comfortable to do that.
1: No, of course I am. Um, prior to 2020, or during 2020, there was COVID, so I was reading a lot of books. I was doing my yoga teacher training. I was doing breath work. Somehow, all these things got thrown into my uh, onto my plate. I was just taking them, batsella, uh, basically, uh, and I didn't know why because they were so different than my usual intense exercises. But I didn't know why they were affecting me or why they were being presented to me. But I just took them and went with the flow. Summer of 2020. Uh, we were we were in Sehel for the summer and uh it was the last day of summer. Uh we were driving back from Sehel. You and your kids were behind us in the car. Uh my husband and myself and the children were buckled up. Uh and we had a massive uh accident where the car turned over and I mean uh I went through something that I actually don't talk about much, but some kind of a near-death experience, I guess, uh, where I was out of my body, looking at my body. Um, I Everything was in slow motion. And all I remember is uh, something telling me, Is this it? Is this really it? And then a huge white light. Uh, There was no pain. Everything was beautiful. And I was just floating and something, a voice said, go back, go back. And at that point, I opened my eyes and I was in the car, which was tilted on its side. And it took me a moment, but I my children in the back and my husband were unconscious and I was just trying to throw things at them to wake them up. And the first one who who got up was Yasmina, who was uh, many eight years old at the time. And the first she thing was she right said you. was, uh, she was right behind me. The first thing she says was, is this life, mommy? Is this life? And at that point, I couldn't even address the question, but I just told her, push your sister, wake your sister up, wake your sister up. And I was doing the same with Asha. Uh But now looking back, I was, uh, is this life from an eight-year-old? Like, what does that mean? That means that she probably went through something similar that, that I went through. And then um, at that point, when I figured that everyone was okay or alive in the car, I collapsed and you took over the show. I, I don't know how you managed to pull out my kids from the car with, With your two two brave boys, Um, uh, but my life turned upside down from that point onwards—a complete shift.
0: Yeah, it was a. I mean, my my, from my perspective, uh, you know, we we were in the same uh, uh, situ in same environment, but from different perspectives. For me, um, I had never been in that situation before. Um, and, uh, I had specifically asked my husband to borrow his car that day to drive back with his car and not my car. Uh, I don't know why I did that. I really don't know why I asked him for that, but I did. And, um, I think that's also a saving grace. There were lots of points when you look back and you think, okay, that, that, that was a good thing that helped, that was fine. You know, um, but for me, it was until this day, when I go drive long distances, I don't want anyone driving but me. Um, I don't like being with anyone else in the car. Um, I don't like to be driven. I, you know, I have a phobia now of being in the car from that moment. Um, And it it was, it was very much slow motion for me that, that moment as well. Um, You know, coming in and, and, and helping as as we could. Um, it was, um, it, it was, it, it was traumatic, but in a very different way to what you guys went through, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I can understand that for you and I think for your husband, uh, it was a, it was a game changer and I can understand that, um, uh, when you're confronted with that. And I think, it was a game changer, I think, partly because your mind was already open to other options, as you said, you had been reading other things, you had been exposing yourself to other things, so you were receptive to it already, yeah, um so your your change of direction, I think you know happened because you were receptive, not not necessarily because of that, that might have been the catalyst, but I don't think that was the reason why. You took, you did that move, you know? Yeah, very,
1: very possible. So I had, I had several options after that. First of all, my husband insisted that we, two weeks later, jump in the car, same positions, and drive the same route again. It's uh, like getting on a horse. Yeah. Yeah. And if you and don't do it, if you is, hadn't done
0: that, you would have had a massive. Uh, you would have frozen about that, you know. Prior to that, my kids wouldn't get into a car yeah. in Cairo. They were,
1: they were very yeah. like, shocked and afraid. So we did that. We got into the car. We took the same drive. It was, yeah, I was anxious the whole time. Um, but other than that, we also had to deal with a way of living or sort of, am I going to just pretend it never happened and move on? Or am I going to, what, what, what happened? How am I going to shift? And, and what I like and to teach my kids, because I always feel like the kids will learn most from what they see, not just what they learn. So how, what am I doing? And I assessed my whole life and realized um, I wasn't living. I was on a treadmill. I was just working. Uh, making sure they were fed, uh, that they went to school, that they were healthy, that they were all the check, 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 you check. You were going off.
0: through the motions. You were going through the motions. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I just decided that I just didn't want to live that way anymore. I wanted to be present and I wanted to uh, give my kids that gift. I wanted every moment to count. I wanted to have a meaningful life because life was about to be taken away from us. So there. It was like a big slap in the face. Uh and and thankfully I had the tools of breath work. I had my meditation practice. I had my yoga. I had my exercise. I had my beautiful children. I had my friends around me. I had my trainers. We have all these tools around us, but it's how if it's the way we choose, are we gonna use them or are we just gonna like go on, have another drink, go out, stay up too late? And keep going on in this cycle of just waiting to die, basically, uh,
0: rather than. And there's a numbing effect, also. There's a numbing thing to to what you describe about just going through the motions. You just do it because that's what you've always done, without thinking, right? Whereas now you're stopping and you're saying, "Actually, no."
1: Yeah, it's we're 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 trained to do that. So we wake up in the morning, we go to school or work, come back home. But the meaningful part of life, the the, the pauses, the, the stops. Yeah. Yeah. The pauses are the moments where spirit comes in, where creativity comes in. That's where that stuff is is born. And those pauses aren't accepted by a lot of people. People I feel like I used to uh constantly be busy. I had to be somewhere, do something because being at home, chilling, alone, staring at the paint on the ceiling isn't, isn't the right thing to do. But now I need those moments. My morning practice, my, my time alone, or even my time with my children without their friends and without my friends around, those are sacred moments for me that, that I'd never uh, give up.